Welcome to the 186th installment of Ear to the Ground, the Land Stewardship Project's podcast on family farming, sustainable agriculture, local food systems, and local democracy. I'm Brian DeVore, editor of the Land Stewardship Letter. In 2017, the Land Stewardship Project will begin its 35th year with a new leader at the helm, George Booty, who's guided LSP for almost a quarter century as its executive director, is stepping down, effective at the end of December 2016. LSP's board has voted to appoint Mark Schultz as Booty's successor. Schultz is LSP's associate director, as well as the organization's director of programs and policy and organizing program director. Booty started with LSP as its managing director in 1990. In 1993, he took over as executive director, succeeding the organization's co-founder, Ron Cruz, who at the time had led LSP since it was launched in 1982. During Booty's tenure, LSP became a membership organization, and expanded its work to encompass four major program areas, policy and organizing, community-based food systems, farm beginnings, and membership and individual giving. The organization staff has also grown, with almost three dozen organizers and support staffers working in three offices and from farms in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Under his guidance, LSP has gained national prominence for its work to reform farm policy, support beginning farmers, and build a just and sustainable food and farming system. Booty also personally led LSP's work in developing influential landscape-level research on multifunctional farming. Booty's not leaving LSP completely. After December, he will focus his efforts in a part-time capacity on working with the Chippewa 10% Project, which he helped launch five years ago. He will also be working with initiatives related to soil health, the Root River in southeastern Minnesota, and other special projects. Schultz first joined LSP as a grassroots organizer for the Farmland Investor Accountability Program in 1987. This program worked to hold major life insurance corporations accountable for their conservation and financial management of farmland they own. Over the years, he's built from scratch one of the most respected grassroots organizing teams in the country. He and his staff have led numerous policy and organizing campaigns involving, among other issues, Farm Bill Reform, resulting in the Conservation Stewardship Program and the Beginning Farmer and Rancher Development Program, challenging the mandatory pork checkoff, organizing with local citizens to stop corporate-backed factory farms and frack sand strip mines, health care reform, and maintaining local democracy and local control in Minnesota. I recently talked with Booty and Schultz about LSP's past and what the future holds as the organization heads into its fourth decade. Booty began our conversation talking about how being with LSP has allowed him to work in an area he's particularly passionate about, bringing science to the people. Well, I did get involved in the organization called Science for the People back when I was in college in the 60s and 70s, and it became clear we needed to to focus on something like that because it seemed like science was getting more and more closely connected to technology and the corporations that brought that technology to us. Now, certainly some of that's helpful, but science has as as much to do with our understanding of the world. It's like arts, and it it helps us understand who we are and uh, and our growing place in the world, um, and uh, alongside uh, also religion and spiritual practices and so forth. So it's another way of knowing. And I don't think we want to lose track of that. And also the more that science becomes closely connected to technology, then it's owned by a certain set of people for the profit motive. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, it's powerful. We've, you know, we know that science is powerful. It leads to technology, so we don't want it to be wholly owned. We want it to serve us, not be used in, in just for the profit motive or to control us in ways that we don't want to be controlled. And one of the ways that I think about that in terms of uh, the practice of science is that um, when science is used in its reductionist, that is to say sort of taking a problem and breaking it down into its most basic components, that's also useful. But if we don't then assemble it again, so to speak, or understand it holistically, we're going to have unintended impacts. And we're seeing that, of course, rampantly. That's what climate change is. It's an unintended impact from the application of technology that comes out of a reductionist approach, yeah. tying it only to engineering and not to something like ecology, which is... A, a different, we're not going to understand our ecosystems by breaking it down into its simplest pieces. We've got to look at it more holistically. So that's one of the things that I wanted to do in my, in my work and in my life is help, help bring that forward. You kind of as you, you transitioned into, you got interested in the organic food movement. You were kind of one of the early people working on that here in Minnesota. And then started that you had worked with nutrition and saw the connection to healthy food and sustainable farming practices. And then you came to LSP and, you know, we were really, when you got started here in 1990, we were really very focused on, I mean, sustainable agriculture wasn't even really talked about. It was not part of the mainstream discussion at all. And really we're focused, we were kind of a soil conservation organization in some ways but we have now evolved into, we've got three main programs. We've got a beginning farmer program, Farm Beginnings. We've got our policy and organizing program where we work on the state, local, and federal level. We, and then we've got our community-based food systems program, uh, which looks, works on local food systems and kind of getting food, you know, equitable food to, to all levels of people, that kind of thing. And then we have this, we have a membership which we were not a membership organization when you first started. It seems like over the years we've been able to, I guess, uh, respond to people's requests for us to work in certain areas and kind of combine that uh, to show that everything's connected in a way. Policy connects to food, connects to agriculture, to beginning farmer issues, to economics, to fact that you need members to support that and yet we haven't gotten the danger there is always to get spread out too thin but somehow we've been able to seems like at least balance that getting looking at it from the big picture view and holistically but not but stay focused i was wondering if you could talk a little bit about that i think that's an important lesson for anybody trying to make change in society i think so too and um you know, our incoming executive director, Mark Schultz, um, in our last long-range plan, wrote this section called the, the Tandem Pairs that LSP works on. One of those pairs is the working at the practical level, so helping farmers deal with soil erosion um, or in, change their practices to protect water and also to work on food marketing structures or those kinds of things. 
uh, and then the, the need to look at systemic or structural change. When we do both of those together, for example, our work at, to develop new policies or to try and change policies that are blocking the advancement of a more sustainable agriculture, we understand that better by being involved at the practical level. So I think that it's, uh, some of these interplays help us both look at things holistically and then keep us focused. Another one of those is, is uh, we've got a, uh, I'd say, an insightful mission that our, that the founders, Ron Cruz and Victor Ray and, and the other um, people who founded LSP brought forward, and that's to look at both the ethics, uh, or to look at three things, the ethics of, of, uh, of what we do in the world and how we live in the world and with other people, uh, this advancing the systems practically, both practices and, and, and the systemic aspects of, that we need for sustainable agriculture, and then the fact that we need people in healthy communities. <laughs> we need healthy people in healthy communities to help make all of this function in a, in a way that serves people uh, and protects the land. So, so we've got that mission, and, and then we've got members um, who've helped us develop the program areas that we that we have. Farm Beginnings, as, uh, as people may know, came from the Wabasha County Give-A-Dams. Dairy farmer members who saw in the, in the 80s, partly as a result of the farm crisis and so forth in the early, early 90s, um, kids growing up on farms were encouraged to leave, mm -hmm. not stay there. They were encouraged to leave. And so where were the next farmers going to come from? Uh, and that led us to develop the Farm Beginnings Program and advance it, for example. And people saw that factory farms were coming in in their neighborhood and, and, uh, and causing them distress in very real ways to their health and other things and uh, wanted help fighting those. And LSP was able to help us do that because we're because we have organizers on staff. So we have organizers and educators and people that have more of a science background like me and people that, that uh, have, uh, have skills of bringing people together to make change. So we've put into place long-range plans. As I mentioned the one that we have now. The first one we did was back in 1992, and, and it set, out, set forth long-range goals for land stewardship project that, that have stayed with us to this day because we're talking about big changes and we haven't achieved them yet, though, though we're making some progress, I'd say. Um, those goals, like our mission, lend, lend themselves to thinking of things holistically. Mm -hmm. So we can't have healthy water if we don't have diversity on the land. We're not going to have diversity in the land unless we have more people in the land to nurture that diversity and allow it to grow, in fact. We're not going to have that unless we eat a very uh, wider <laughs> variety of food. Um, and and, and uh, grazing animals are part of that system. We know that's what it takes for good nutrition. So it's like all these things tie together. And we need health care to make it possible for people to be on the land. So. Uh, I think it's come from the interaction with our members and our mission. Next, Schultz discussed the meaning of grassroots organizing and why it's so key to the work an organization like LSP does. Brian, you know, the reason I love organizing is because 
I love people. I love rank and file people. I love people who work every day or who don't have a job and want to work. I just really, I, I love everyday, ordinary people like all of us. And elites piss me off. So with organizing, it's really about bringing together large numbers of people. It can start small, but growing numbers of people who are directly impacted by something that's affecting their lives. It could be they can't get a price for their hogs. It could be they can't get a price for their labor. It could be that they're drinking dirty water. It could be anything. And um, by coming together, it's not just that they share an opinion, because 100 people with the same opinion who aren't organized don't have much power. But if 100 people who have similar opinion come together and say, hey, you got this problem, let's name this problem. Okay, that's the problem. What's the solution? What can we do about it? Oh, well, let's do this and then create the plan to do that and win it. That's organizing. People directly impacted, identifying the problem and the solution and working to make a change. And another way to talk about it is what that is, is power. That's not complaining about an issue or admiring a problem like the academics sometimes do, but it's actually saying, let's do something about it. Let's move, let's move that rock from here to there. And I want to just say one other word about power. Some people get squeamish about that. But the use of the word power really is the same as a farmer might use on their farm, like, like a PTO. It's, it's that which gives you the ability to get the work done. Mm -hmm. So we build power by organizing so ordinary people build a better life for themselves and a more sustainable land and planet. You learned er, fairly early on, and I think this is an important lesson for everybody, whether they're involved with organizing or anything that's trying to have a positive impact in their community or on a wider basis or in their daily work life, is you're not always going to see immediate results and or you are there are going to be maybe some results but you're just not going to they're not going to be um, evident right away and one of the things that you've learned both in your work before lsp and then through the years at lsp it sounds like is taking that long view and just making sure that the, the key element is making sure you kind of put in place the pieces that can create change down the road when maybe the situation lends itself better to that change or there's more people in place to help make that change or whatever. It, it sounds like that's a real, that's a, just a really important lesson kind of connecting to the organizing strategy. Yeah, it is. Uh, hardly any campaign that's actually bold and visionary, uh, they can't win 100% of what they're after. Um, but if you have a bold vision, if you actually believe we can farm in a way that restores the soil and cleans the water and, and, and pulls carbon out of the air and saves our climate. We can farm that way, and we can get that food to people who need it, not dependent just on how much money they make, but because they need good food. If you have that vision, then the question is, 
What are the steps towards it? A lot of times we talk about building blocks, building blocks towards change. And there's building back blocks in policy, like Land Stewardship Project led the effort to win the Beginning Farmer and Rancher Development Program, which provides public money to community-based organizations to do the training and education of beginning farmers and build support networks for them. Well, that's a building block to larger change. It means... It means there are more beginning farmers. It means community organizations that are working with them are stronger. And then you can start saying, what's next? So on the basis of policy, there are building blocks. But there are also base building blocks in terms of leadership and membership, that more people are saying, yeah, I agree with this organization. I want to join it. Or more people are saying, this organization is doing work that I think is super important. I want to get involved and be active or say yes when they're asked to testify or to host a field day at their farm. So there's building blocks and building membership and leadership from the ground up. That makes more possible in the future because campaigns come and go, but people who have experienced the effectiveness of organizing, they stay and they keep contributing to the community. And lastly, lastly I'd say there's even ways where the ways of thinking change. We call it narrative or worldview sometimes. So that people understand, you know, it is possible to get started farming and make a living. It is possible that people can have good food and, and including kids in low-income schools or our seniors in our nursing homes. Once we start thinking that, not that it's impossible, but that it's possible, well, for any good-hearted person that's saying, well, how could I help make that possible? So sometimes we have to change the way people think, and that's also part of organizing. LSB seems to have done a pretty good job of setting up a structure, almost uh, a system for being able to take on some of these big issues, but do it in such a way that um, I guess each program is not kind of out on its own doing its own thing. It's kind of connected to the other programs. There's kind of this integration or dovetailing of, of what they're doing. And it sounds like from talking to you before that that's, that's really uh, kind of a conscious effort to kind of integrate those a little bit. And um, it, it goes back a little bit to what you talked about with organizing and with creating a narrative and creating the putting in in place these building blocks, but these they're all kind of underneath this umbrella of this. Can you talk a little bit? I think that's a really important thing to keep in mind about kind of the way we operate. A couple things about that. One is most human beings need some sort of structure around which they work. They need to know what their job is or where the boundaries of their farm is or like what school they're going to go to. I mean, just... There needs to be some structure. But if those structures become really, like, bounded by high walls and that it, that's all they do, what they actually can do in the world diminishes. So for LSP, it has been one... It's, this has been just everybody involved has contributed to this. But that the idea that, you know, when a farmer is building healthy soil on their farm, the world gets better. When a new farmer gets started farming, when a local school starts buying more local, healthy, fresh food, when a community stops a frac sand mine, 
that those are all local or even personal changes, how a household chooses to buy to get their food. And they're all important, but added up together, they don't change the world as much as we need to change the world. Um, because there are major forces who are like saying no, no to those things. So paired with that local and specific and personal, we need societal or structural or systemic change. The public policy shifts in narrative, the, what research the university is doing, those sorts of things. Now, in LSP, what's emerged, I think, is that our Great Farm Beginnings Program actually can spur change not only here in the upper Midwest, but we could take that as a model and say to Congress, look, when farmer-to-farmer education grounded in community, community organization takes hold, new farmers get started, and there's a chance, a good chance of success. How about if you fund a program that'll fund programs like that? They may be called different things, but community-based beginning farmer. So the the wisdom and the genius of Farm Beginnings can become an avenue for policy change that helps actually the whole country. That's an example. But there's more examples, too. I'd love for us to really move forward on how we will move public institutions to buy a lot more of their food from sustainable farms uh, within their region. That'll help health and nutrition, it'll help the environment, it'll help our economy. And But part of that will probably mean policy changes that take money from damaging things like excessive funding of the commodity programs and the crop insurance and move it instead to people at things people want, like healthy food for their kids and their grandparents. For more on LSP's leadership transition, see the number 3 2016 Land Stewardship Letter at landstewardshipproject.org. If you have comments or suggestions about this podcast, contact Brian DeVore at bdevore at landstewardshipproject.org, or you can call 612-722-6377. Thanks to Laura Borgendale, a Western Minnesota musician, for Ear to the Ground's theme music. And a special thank you to all of Land Stewardship Project's members who make initiatives such as this podcast possible. If you're not a member, visit landstewardshipproject.org to learn how you can support LSP. Thanks for listening. Thank you.